Hello and welcome to the Mike, DJ, and Doc Show, the show that plants seeds for cultivating new culture. I'm your host, DJ Cornerstone, and my co-host is none other than Dr. William Sullivan Sr., better known on the show as Doc. We'll discuss the boundaries of our communities of things known and unknown, and offer listeners a new connection to forward progress that creates a new culture that we all can be a part of harmoniously. Please stay tuned for special information at the end. Be sure to listen all the way through for the details. Yes, we've been uh, been away for a minute, but we've been doing some things, and we are glad to have our brother from another mother back, DJ man. Cornerstone. Come on, yeah, y'all, give it up man. for DJ Cornerstone again. <laughs> man, I'm glad to be back, man, with my brother. Yes. <laughs> we know you've been out there doing a lot of great things in the community. And we just want to let you have the opportunity to talk to our family. We no longer call them listeners on the show. It's the Mike, DJ, and Doc family. And we want to let you talk to our family tonight. So if you don't mind, tell you what. Tell us what you've been up to, man. Give us a little bit. All right, family. Just to let y'all know, since y'all family, we coming over for dinner. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. No, but on that note, man, hey, it's been a blessing, man. this month, uh, the, the month of August has been termed Footwork Appreciation Month. Mm-hmm. So the acronym is FAM, FAM for short. And uh, it was kicked off with actually a, an event that I and my friends put together. It was a fundraiser to uh, raise funds to help the local food pantries of Joliet and Northern Illinois Food Bank. So we used uh, Footwork. We were teaching people how to footwork and the the proceeds that they paid to to participate in went towards those places. Uh NI Food Bank and National Hookup of Black Women's Food I, Pantry. I was just gonna say, where did y'all have it at? What what yeah, location? It, it was actually at their headquarters, the Jol- well, the Joliet chapter mm-hmm. of the National Hookup for Black Women. It was at their headquarters. Uh they rented a they not rented, they actually bought an elementary school. Wow. And, uh, so we were able to have the event in the in the gymnasium of the school. And it was a good time, man. Uh <laughs> real good time. And um some of the some of the people from the footwork community, you know, in addition to the the teacher that we had, which was the sister's name is Kanisha Sheridan. And I'll tell you her her dancing nickname, I don't want y'all church people to get worried. <laughs> her dancing nickname is Murder Mommy. It's not that she's out there killing people. It's just slang. When you do something cold, you say, oh, man, you killed that. So they call her murder mommy. Which, oh, uh, okay. All right. <laughs> <laughs> so what, what DJ Cornerstone doing hanging out with murderers? <laughs> we want to clear that up. It's a real good heart, good-hearted good sister, man. So uh, good turnout. We had uh, the amount of people that we were shooting for in the building and even more so uh, people who donated. Oh, wow. And, yeah. So thankfully, we were able to raise more than what we actually anticipated. Man. All right. Good for y'all. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Good first run. Good first run. We will be doing this again next year. Oh, wow. That's awesome. That's awesome, man. Because like you said, that that was beautiful in the fact that it connected you with the community directly 
and I I seen some of the the pictures that you was putting out on Instagram and different things like that. And I think I caught one where you had like little baby Caleb doing something. <laughs> was, was was he in one of them getting down? Yeah, yeah. You know, hey, he's he's got my blood in him. You know, when you hear the music, he he got a jam. <laughs> Caleb will break it down. Well, that's awesome because, like you said, when anytime you can make it a family thing, that that's just makes it that more fulfilling. You know, when you can do it as a family and and help and and most of all, you know, by them seeing you doing that serving and different things it, it gives them an idea of what it's like to be out there serving individuals or thinking of someone else other than themselves you know so that's that's a great uh opportunity to share with them on that man yeah you know and i and i really wasn't thinking about it like that at the time but i i, I realized it afterward that's another thing i'm grateful for is uh for them to be able to to witness that firsthand you know to be an example to them mm-hmm children. I'm glad you said that. Yeah, because modeling that behavior in front of them is, believe it or not, it's, it's a form of mentoring. It's form of mentoring mm. when you do that. Because most times, we like to tell the kids or tell our families or tell our children this is what you should do and this, that, and other. But you may not believe it or not, but guess what? More is caught than it is taught. I mean, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? So in other words, yeah. they they follow your example more so than what you tell them. Mm-hmm. So like you yeah, said, you you walking it out right in front of them right now, and, and they starting out at an early age. So it's going to be natural for them when they get older. Yeah. I'm believing so, and I'm hoping so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. want that to be a good legacy right there. Well, check it out. Do you plan on expanding it next year, making it bigger? Or what you what's your oh, plans? Oh. With, are you even thinking about it? <laughs> Oh, definitely. Um, I learned so much. Like, God's blessed me, not only with generous, generous uh, uh, people such as the Alexanders, <laughs> you know, and the Sullivans, <laughs> you know, they helped out, but uh, also just in guidance, man. Um, Sister Ticey Bell, uh, Sister Archana Liggins of Bag Lady Outreach, like, I was getting good guidance and I was learning a whole nother way of approaching this to where, man, it's going to be bigger, better, and, and reach more people. And it's going to bring in more money for the food pantries. So oh, man. Um, we, Good deal. Uh, we're going to start working on this real soon for next year, even earlier. Check this out. Can you take us a little bit behind the scenes of forming a relationship with the Northern Food, uh, Northern food Pantry? Am I saying the name correctly? Mm-hmm. Northern Illinois Food Bank. Yes. Help take us into a little bit about how you, how you formed that connection with them to work with them. I mean, what made you pick that organization? Well, in all for realness, it was a familiar name because of my job, our job. Okay. Um, they're one of the organizations that's affiliated with United Way. Okay. And for the first one, I'm like, I want this to go as smooth as possible paperwork wise and all that. I didn't know what I was doing for real. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, let me let me try to make this simple and work with people that do this kind of thing on a regular basis. So let me uh you know talk with them and set things up and yeah we just reached out, just called them and told them what I was trying to do. And 
Well, it was like we were together, and at the same time, we didn't. <laughs> okay. Now, now, what you yeah. mean? What you mean by that? So it wasn't a total smooth operation, I'm sure. It had to be some challenges along the way. Yeah. Uh, I would say with communication. Okay. And in, in, in understanding, like, there were certain things on, on the website that when you set up an event, a fundraiser event, they have tools you can use, and it wasn't quite working for me for what I was trying to do. And it was the communication, it, it was hard to really, in the beginning, to, to get some assistance. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. and that's where, uh, you know, Sister Ticey Bell and our channel Liggins kick uh, kind of came around. I was like, you know, I'm trying to do this and contact certain individuals and wasn't right, wasn't quite getting the response that I was really needing. Mm-hmm. And, the, and the time that I was needing it. So I started off uh, really planning on making it all go through them, the Northern Illinois Food Bank, and go through their site. But uh, due to time and all that, I ended up like, let me, I got to, I have to find other means. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, for one, getting the word out as well, and for allowing people the opportunity to donate so that it, you know, it kind of gets, kind of gets a little thick <laughs> as far mm-hmm. as like how to get these people to get their tickets. Cause I, we had allowed two, two ways of participating. You could be there in the building, which was limited. And you can also be there online looking at the, the zoom and stuff. So I wanted to make it a way to where they, everyone who wanted to be involved, they could be involved I see. and get the passwords and all that. And I was hoping to be able to email everyone, uh, you know, at the same time and get whether or not they wanted to participate or whether they wanted to donate. But the NI Food Bank didn't quite do that how I wanted to do it. I Their see. Site. So, yeah. Resorted to other means and it still worked out. And we still, I mean, Food Bank still got money. <laughs> which was which yeah. was one of the goals, you know. Right, yeah. They got money. Um the Pantry of Love, which is the National Hookup of Black of Black Women, their food pantry, they got the, the major chunk. And there's another organization I, I want to give up uh some some of that too as well. Mm-hmm. Just another thing about communication. I've called, I haven't heard things back. So that might just go back to the food. <laughs> that, might that, that bit to the hookup. Yeah, so, and that that that'd be wonderful too, because they are non for profit as well. Yeah, yeah. So, so like I said, that would be just as fine as uh, if the bank get it or not, food bank or not. So anyway, mm-hmm. but like I said, it shows your your passion for one not only dancing, but how you actually use your passion passion to serve and i know you you was talking about like uh you you do christian footwork tracks so which is something new a little bit but you say it's other guys out there doing it now but it's it's starting to grow and and like i said that has got to be phenomenal to be part of that process of growing basically a new audience for what you're putting together yes yes and and I want to I want to use a phrase Doc has flowing in the internet. Uh-huh. Guys, grace me to do this. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. I mean, the way things are flowing, it ain't me. God is hooking hooking it up. 
And like you said, there's other people that are getting in on this. Um, it is like new to the world, but old to Chicago. Um, mm. It's been in, in the mix in Chicago underground for about 40 years. This was birthed a little bit after house music was. But now it's to the point where there's people like Footwork Appreciation Month. There was literally people from all over the world mm-hmm. coming to Chicago to participate in some of these events. And I got to hang with some of these people, like ride around and all that. People from Switzerland, Germany, like far. People come from overseas. Well, I'll tell you what, give us some names, man. Tell us, tell us some of these people that you met. Oh man, yeah. So big shout outs. First off, to the homegirl, uh, Pamela Mendez from Switzerland, because she's also, she's a, a vocal coach, songwriter, and she's been working on a documentary for Ch- Chicago football. Hi, I'm Danica Patrick. Watching my nieces grow, play, and learn is amazing, but not every child gets to be carefree. One in six kids in the U.S. are hungry. This breaks my heart, and it's something that Feeding America is working to change. Each year, the Feeding America network of food banks rescues billions of pounds of good food that would have gone to waste and gives it to families in need. To help, visit feedingamerica.org. Brought to you by Feeding America and the Ad Council. All right. Welcome back to the Mike, DJ, and Doc show where we're Spending time with my brother here from another mother, DJ Cornerstone. Ah, (laughs) And he was just getting ready to go and start telling us about all the different uh, individuals that came in from all over the world to spend time in the Chicagoland area celebrating their fam uh, month. So what was you saying? Go ahead, uh, DJ. Yeah, so yeah, Pamela Mendez putting together the documentary uh, brother uh, Patar coming from Germany. The awesome thing about him is he's like super respectful and appreciative of the culture. Um, like I said, from Germany, he gives the the shine where it's supposed to be. He doesn't try to, you know, how in the history of music in America, like certain people try to take credit for things. Yeah. So he makes sure everybody gets they they right credit. And the amazing thing about this cat, he's footwork and he's learning, and he's over fifty. So wow, he's showing people this is not just for kids anymore. And he also has like a lot of issues with his knees. A lot of times he's dancing and he's in pain. But um, we had like legend, legendary people say, I'll take it back to the uh, Havoc Picnic, Havoc, H-A-V-O-C, having all victory over challenges. This uh, started off as a footwork crew that turned into a non-for-profit. And every year they have a picnic which is kind of like a gigantic family reunion for all footworkers. So everybody was there. Some um, uh, legendary uh, track makers like Tracksman, um, DJ Chip. DJ Chip actually had a track that was played on WGCI back in the day during uh, the daytime. It was called Bang, 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 Ski, Ski, Ski. <laughs> I remember that. <laughs> Yeah. I remember that. <laughs> so, yeah, he was there, got to meet him and all that. Actually, I met him years ago, but, it, you know, back in high school day. But, yeah, seeing him was real cool. That was a blessing. Just hit my hand. Uh, <laughs> 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 ah, okay. Uh, yeah, so seeing him, um, of course, Prince J. Ron, the, the founder and leader of Havoc, also one of the, the 
the main people is him and King Charles, the main people that helped footwork to get where it is with this worldwide recognition. They uh, did so by being uh, Madonna's dancers back in like 2011. So they auditioned and they made a routine that was so cold that Madonna gave them their own segment during her tour. Really? Her, their own show in between her show. And well, during that world, world tour, like people from different countries got wind of it. Like, man, what is that? Mm -hmm. oh, that's Chicago footwork. And boom, everybody wants to learn it now. Any dancer wants to know how to do it. So, yeah, I mean, there was other celebrities. Um, there's a sister named uh, Carla. She's She's got the uh, ASOL studio in Canada. So if you're, in the, if you're in the dance world, like there's people that you would know if you're in the dance world. Mm -hmm. uh, man, who else? Who else? There's some of the originators of, of the dance and winners of early footwork competitions. Kyle Hurd, the first king of the circle. Um, who else? Let me think. Let me think. All right, take your take your time because I I know oh, it's so many to mention. Yeah, Creation Global. So for people who might not know about Creation Global, um, they, well, like the name says, they're a footwork group that is in every just about every country now. They're constantly growing, and they perform at the United Center for Chicago Bulls, Chicago Sky. A uh, number of their dancers have been in videos with Chance the Rapper and all that. Who um, Dilla, Mike D. Chicago was there. They do a, where they combine exercise with juke music. Uh -huh. Bang out workout, real big in Chicago. Real good time. I had the, the opportunity to go to one of those events. And I'll tell you this, you know how back in the day, when you would have a, a fitness person, they would come out with a, a, a CD or album for their exercise. Yeah, like a Jane Fonda or Richard Simmons yeah. or something. Right. <laughs> you might not have wanted to play that in, in your car. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it was strictly for that workout session. Uh -huh. Well, these brothers got a, a, a CD that's cold. You would play it at a party. <laughs> it's, like, it's not cheesy at all. Bang out workout. So yeah, so those people there of that nature. Um, real good time. Multiple events. And I was blessed that they actually uh, labeled We'll Work for Food as one of the Footwork Appreciation Month events. So that was probably like one of the first ones because it was the end of July. The first actual events of FAM. Then, um, of course, the main deal, the major deal, the Bud Billiken Parade. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I know you mentioned that you attended that. Now, the Bud Billiken Parade, that's been around since, what, 1929, right? Yeah, around that time. It's an old parade. And yeah. one of the largest. <laughs> I want to say, it's, it's, I know it's the largest African-American parade in the United States. Yes. Yep. And outside of that, the largest parade period in Chicago and second largest in the United States. This, the parade goes for hours. Mm -hmm. So 
course, there's uh, the radio stations there, WGCI, Power 92, and others. The mayor, you know, Lightfoot, she's there every year. Uh, other, like, dignitary types and all the dance groups, <laughs> you know. So yeah. it's, it, it jams. You know, so you'll see some footwork in there. Yeah, so uh, exactly. What I'm looking at here, I'm just pulling up a few uh, facts about the Bud Billiken Parade. Mm -hmm. It has been around since the summer of 1929, and the Bud Billiken Parade has united African-Americans throughout the city of Chicago in music, dance, food, and laughter. Now, the part they don't have in there is the part that you attended is the picnic after the parade. Can you give us a little bit about how that picnic goes? Oh, man. So, hey, you got people out there with their tents and their barbecue grills and all that. I mean, for one, they got they grilling on the sides of the street during the parade. But that's <laughs> <it>. <laughs> Cooking in wings. <laughs> yes, indeed, man. People selling stuff and everything. It's just You're just partying. You know, you want some? Some people selling. Some mm -hmm. people actually just give you some of it. But then at the end of the parade in Washington Park, I mean, they got more tents and everything, speakers and music. So it's it's a fun time. It's like but, a huge uh, back to school. Like, I, I think that's like uh, the huge back to school, like festival that the, the neighborhoods throw together after the parade, you know, to get the kids in the mindset like summertime is over and yeah. it's time to go back to get them books. Absolutely. Absolutely. And man, during the parade, there's uh, different organizations handing out school supplies as they walk down the street, book bags and all that. So it's not just candy that's getting tossed. And then they also have it at the uh, at the park, the Washington Park. Oh, man. Yeah. So that's so. that's cool, man. I'll tell you what, it seems like you've been you've been showing up getting down with the get down. So. <laughs> I tell you what, I've I seen a few of your videos, and that I've been sharing them, all of them, hitting the likes and everything. I mean, you had uh, one that you was you was doing footwork and dance like, and then the video showed you backing up, and then it replayed it again. I said, "Look at old Thomas on light on the feet." <laughs> Thank you, Mike. You know, I've got to show these teenagers. You know, I might be forty two, but I'm still fly. You know? <laughs> I know I it. I know it. A little bit. <laughs> <laughs> That's all right. Oh. That's all right. Because, like I said, it from what I can see, the footwork dancing is, like you said, it's not a provocative dance. It's just a real quick movement and a lot, a lot of fun and en high energy. Mm -hmm. And like I said, that that is just the awesome thing that, like you said, to be doing that. And uh, and like you said, as you mentioned, I mean, man, it's it's all over everywhere, but it's it hasn't meant the mainstream. I want to say, but like I said, the way y'all going right now, folks is definitely gonna start picking it up. Yeah, it's getting there. It's coming soon. It's coming real soon. And uh, I'll tell you one thing: is the the one of the great things about it is not just that it's a dance, but it's it's a big help. Mm -hmm. to the community. Mm -hmm. Now, what I mean by that is it is got all positive intent. Some some people who are doing this is to they're doing it as an escape mm -hmm. of the situation. Mm -hmm. Some of these kids that get involved is because they're not able to get into sports at school or 
they don't have the funds or they, you know, they couldn't make the team or they don't have the funds to do uh, any of that, whatever, traveling sports and all that. And some of them is because, I mean, the only other option for them is the gangs is coming after them. So when they get down with these groups and footwork, it's in a sense, it's a, it's a, a protective covering over them. I see. Because they could be in a neighborhood that they don't never, never, that they're not necessarily from. But when people realize, oh, they just here practicing, they have, they footworking, they leave them alone. So. Wow. That's that's amazing. Yeah. And there's many stories when you get to talking to uh, different footworkers. I mean, there's stories of how some of them, the police was about to arrest them and they were like, no, we weren't doing that. We just, you know, we're dancers. And the police go on about their business. So that's one of the reasons why they put this together. The whole thing with footwork. That's another reason why they're, they're getting these document documentaries about it. Because it's it's not just about fun and just dancing. It's because it's actually serving a purpose. Uh-huh. And like you said, anytime you can save these kids from these streets, man, it's it's well worth doing. Man, yeah. Anytime that you can offer them an outlet. Because like mm-hmm. you said, if we be honest, I mean, all of them are not going to make it to college. Right. But they'll mean that they can't survive and grow up and still have a, di- a life of dignity. And mm-hmm. sometimes just being a, away from the violence that goes on in some of our communities, giving them, like you say, a place to escape that allows them to at least grow up. Because, yeah. like I said, we see on the news so many times story after story of a young life that's been cut down. And, and like you said, you, your heart just grieved for this, this kid whose life was snatched and all the opportunity and potential of whatever that individual could have brought to this world was just snatched up mm-hmm. by somebody's carelessness through violence. And, yeah. and like you said, just having a place to go other than being in somewhere where violence run rampant, that it's good enough that they respect it enough to not bother those kids. You know what I'm saying? That's that's powerful in itself. That it is like you said, that shield protects them. It's it's like, okay, gang members see they doing no, they don't bother them because they dancers. You know? Mm-hmm. Just the respect of the craft and the art, man. That is that is so powerful in itself. And that and that's going to save a lot of those kids' lives. And they got people like, like I said, like yourself and all of the many DJs and dancers that you mentioned, who's not just doing this just to be dancing, but doing this to have a positive impact on the community and help them to learn arts and crafts and different things like that in order to enrich their lives. That's it. And like yep. I said, that's the ultimate goal. Like you said, you they got it's a purpose to enrich their lives. So man, I just want to give y'all a big shout outs, uh, pats or kudos or whatever the word that use nowadays to let you know. Yeah. Keep on doing what y'all doing. Keep man. on being an encouragement to people because it's people like y'all that's making a difference. It's not sitting back and pointing fingers. Mm. Let's let's just pause right there for a minute because we got a lot yeah. of people sitting back pointing fingers. Well, they should be doing this, or you should be doing that. Here, you guys are on the front line out there doing what it takes to impact these kids' lives. And I'll tell you what, that's that's awesome right there. 
Hold on, hold on. You know what I'm mate? Here we come with There It Is. Uh, this is Doc of the show, as you have been listening to, as we've been celebrating, uh, DJ Cornerstone with the footwork, a fundraiser, and appreciation that he did. And uh, just looking at this being another avenue to be able to touch and reach out uh, beyond the four walls of church, beyond the four walls of um, community centers, schools, or whatever, being able to just reach out and touch and create a bigger platform to reach those. And um, with a unique uh, style of footwork, I mean, dance has a way of speaking to the culture. Uh, it has a way of ministering to the souls of people. I mean, um, there's a message in, in the dance, you know, and uh, DJ Cornerstone is very unique with it, with his ability to, to uh, do footwork. He's enriched in it. Uh, he's very invested in it. He's studied the culture of it. He understands it. And um, as today, as we just celebrate and reflect on uh, what he's done with it and how it's able to just, you know, touch many lives. I mean, from to, to young to old, I mean, with the unique style of footwork, because dance has been back since B.C., before Christ. Mm -hmm. uh, in the scriptures, you know, <laughs> David danced, you know, in the Bible, King David. I mean, he danced with all his might, uh, the scripture says. And so there was a message in his dance. You know what I'm saying? It was impactful. It was empowering. And, um, you know, and so dance is powerful. Many times before the kings would speak and leaders would speak, they would, they would be dancing before the speech. And so um, just know this is another way to touch the community, to reach out. So whenever they are doing anything, uh, please support it. Uh, it is very beneficial. We have a lot of young people. They may not be in the baseball, football, tennis, basketball, soccer, whatever, but dance creates another opportunity and another platform and opens the door for them. You know, and may not be able to afford ballerina, whatever, but hey, you got guys like DJ Screw that can teach the footwork. And uh, man, hey, there it is. Uh, all right thank you doc for there it is there it is everyone listening to us if you have a question for doc dj or mike please go to our website mikedjanddoc.com and please continue to send us your comments and or suggestions before you leave the site don't forget to subscribe to our podcast we are available wherever you get your podcast next episode release date september 21st as always on this show, we like to leave you with Matthew 25 and 40 out of the Good News Translation. The king will reply, I tell you, whenever you did this for one of the least important of these followers of mine, you did it for me. We want to leave you with this question. Am I helping at least one person? Thank you for listening.